One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is? Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. First things first, guys, before we get started with this podcast, do me a solid favor and subscribe to this on whatever platform you're listening to it right now. Whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I'd appreciate if you just hit that subscribe button and it lets me know that the content that I'm putting out for you guys is hitting your ears at the right time. Much love. This podcast is sponsored by contentremoval.com. So whether you're looking to remove any images, videos, search results, fake Instagram accounts, get in touch with us at contentremoval.com. Welcome back to the Frankie D Podcast. This is the episode that you've all been waiting for. Daniel Alanaran, a.k.a. Olan Teckers, the TikTok sensation, is on the podcast. Let's go, bro. How are hey, you? Thanks for having me, man. Call me by my government name, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of people, people are like, who the fuck's Daniel? Listen. Yeah, uh, yeah, nah, nah. But yeah, man, I'm happy to be here, bro. Thank you for having me. It's, mate. It's so, a pleasure. It's a mate, pleasure. Mate, well, welcome to my little humble abode. In Pira. This is a nice spot. This is a nice spot, man. I'd be very, very happy living here. I'm not going to lie to you. Do you know what? I never thought that me and you would do the podcast in England. That is crazy. Because we always (laughs) said, oh, you know, we'll link up when I come Gold Coast in uh, Australia and... Just so happens that we're both both in England at the same time. So like, fuck it, let's get it going. Yeah, bro. I saw I saw your mum on Instagram the other day. She was making me laugh, man. Oh, (laughs) when you (laughs) when you were watching Love Island, (laughs) mate. She's. I'm gonna get more clips of her. Honestly, she's probably funnier than me, bro. She's just like she. she, You can't watch a show without her just chirping off. I'm like, mum, let me just watch. No, you can't marry this girl. Don't get a girl like that. And I'm like. Mum, this is a TV show for flipping entertainment. Like, yeah. obviously. Because you're, you're a family originally in Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. Mum's, mum's Nigerian, dad's Nigerian. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah both uh, uh, so, like, just to give people a bit of a background into it. Because this is the thing, right? You do a lot of a lot of funny podcasts yeah, in Australia. You yeah. do you do a lot of funny skits. You've been highly successful and gone viral so many times in Australia with your content and stuff. Yeah. And we'll go into all that. Yeah. But I really want really want to give people a bit of an insight into into your whole fucking journey, really. Yeah. So like, how old were you born in the UK or? Yeah, born in UK. Parents came from Nigeria. Um, Both mum and dad uh, came from Nigeria. Born in Brixton in London. Yeah. Um, And then yeah, I moved from Brixton. Well, they moved me me and my brothers out from Brixton because obviously Brixton's fucking. It's terrible, a, terrible it's spot. A, it's, it's, a, like, it's a place, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a very, very hard spot to grow up in. So they moved us to Luton. Um, that's where we pretty much grew up most of our lives. So, yeah, and then just just continue to, to grow from there. Went to school in Luton. All my boys are from Luton. People think, well, judging by what happened the other day, like, <laughs> <laughs> they're a man chasing around each other with Rambos and that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's like, when people say, oh, you come from a rough area, for me, like, I don't even, you don't think it's a rough area. And I think people that live in rough areas or whatever, they probably feel the same way where you just grew up in it. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't be go around and say, oh, like it's the ghetto. I would never say that. Because yeah. I had a lovely childhood growing up. You know what I mean? Like we, it was vibes. Like when you look back on it, it was vibes. Like for some days you're getting chased down by this guy. After school, they might, <laughs> after school, there might have been a fight at the field. Everyone's linking up. But it was like stuff was going on. You see a fight happen there. You're like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, it's it's kind of at the same time for me. I think it's 
it's character building and it makes you who you are at the end of the day. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't have that sort of thing growing up. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can choose, and the way I see it is you choose to go down this path, or you choose to go down that path, and then whatever path you choose determines how your life ends up, you know what I mean? So everyone says, oh, if you live in a rough area, like you're going to get mixed in, bro, if you just choose to go this way, it's a different, it's a different kettle of fish. Exactly. It, yeah. If you choose to go that way, they think you're about that, then that's when you get caught up in it. It's very easy though in England to go down the wrong path. It, it, it is, but it all, again, it all depends. It's also it. very easy to, to not go down the wrong path if you've got, if you know about yourself and where you're going. Yeah, it all depends on your upbringing, like especially African parents and Nigerian parents will always instill into you, like follow the rules, work hard, this is what you're supposed to do, don't mix with the bad friends, don't mix with that, don't mix with that. Obviously, you're in control of whatever you want to do, but at the end of the day, the worst thing you can do as a like Nigerian child is like disappoint your parents. You never really want to do something yeah. that you feel might disappoint your mom, dad, like that's the worst feeling in the world. Because Nigerian families, what from what I know, because I've got a few Nigerian mates as well, like they're, they're tight, they're tight families. Yeah, tight families, you know, um, and like very, very, like it's all about, it's not not honour in a sense, but it's it's it's, it's like very hard, hard work is instilled into us, you know what I mean? Like, and my mum, and I think about this before, because I saw something on the, I saw something, and there's a Steve Harvey thing. I was watching it the other day, a video where it was like, he was talking about a grasshopper. I don't know if you've seen it, but it was kind of like, basically like a grasshopper, if you put a grasshopper, it was basically a grasshopper, if you put a grasshopper inside a tin jar, right? It can jump however high it wants to jump, right? But if you put it in this tin jar, it will only jump to the ceiling. You know what I mean? And then it's like, well, if that grasshopper has children, right? Those yeah. kids can jump as far as they want to jump, but but they're it, capped out. But they're capped out, and I thought about, and I was like, rah! Like when I was growing up, like my mum didn't really say like, you can't do this, don't do that, like do this. She was like, dream, do whatever you want to do, but like it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard. So work. essentially, she didn't limit you at all. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like, do some parents put limitations on their on their kids growing up, possibly to what they, where they what they think is realistic. Because I was talking to my brother about that, and he was like, "Yeah, my best friend basically his mum's super realistic, so he never really thought I can do this and I can do that or I can do that." Because his mum's like, "Listen, what are the chances in that?" Yeah, you know what I mean. So and it's amazing how that statement, "What are the chances in that?" would clip your wings as a kid. Yeah, because I because I realised like obviously you've seen my house and seen where I grow up, mm. but this is this. this this is a very middle class area. Mm. So like for for where you've you've probably grown up in Brixton then gone yeah. to Luton, which is yeah. kinda like the the ends, yeah, yeah, so yeah, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I've grown up in middle class England. Mm. Well middle class England limits you in a lot of respects as well because mm. like that that's like get a mortgage, get a house, get a job, get an apprenticeship type life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's that's very like very mundane. Very mundane, mm. very systemized. Whereas you were probably around like, oh, you know, you could either sell drugs mm. or you could go and play football. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a different it was, kind of yeah, lifestyle. It was, it was the whole. Because of me, when I was growing up, obviously, like every kid in England, like, they wanted to be a footballer. And the thing about football is that it's, it's so hard because you're, you basically ask an 11 year old, 12 year old, 13 year old, 14 year old to make a decision of what they want to do when they are. 21 22 yeah now if you're 12 11 13 where's your mind at like you're just a kid really and truly you're a kid so to ask 
you have to be, and what I always say to my clients, because when I coach, is like, I'm like, cool, you want to be a footballer at 11, 12? You want to be a footballer at 21, 22, 23? You've got to make that decision at 11, 12, 13. Like, that's, how, that's how hard it is, because by the time you, you've matured into your teenagers at 17, 18, and think, oh, you know, I want to be a footballer now, 17, 18. Mate, they've already told you you're not good enough. Someone else has got a contract. You know what I mean? So it's it's very, very tough. To, and, and then the thing that could happen, which has happened to a lot of my mates, say you do make that decision at 11, 12, 13. Yes. All right, cool. Want to be a footballer. Got to put everything into it. Everything, everything, everything. Going to go training. Going to go this. Going to do everything. They could still turn around at 16, 17 and say, listen, mate, you're not good enough. Like... The percentage yeah. is less than 1% or 1% or whatever. So it's like, are you in control of everything? And that's that's me growing up. I wanted to be a footballer. And what I, what it really taught me, which I'm grateful for now, is how to handle rejection, man. And I, and I think every, every footballer or everyone that's played football at a decent level knows how to handle rejection or has handled it. So for me, going through life and navigating through life now is like, it's a piece of piss because someone tells me no I'm alright cool next person if someone says no someone doesn't like my shit alright cool next one alright someone doesn't like this alright cool next one I'll just keep creating and keep going and keep going and keep going you know and I think that's that's, that's the good thing about being an athlete or having been an athlete you know what I mean that's that's where I see it anyway yeah what age were you when you decided that you were going to go all in on football I was it was late for me like and and why it, it's going to sound like it's not late but I decided at seven like eight Turning 18, 17, 18. I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to I'm gonna try it. Do it. Like 16, 15, I was like in the Luton Academy, you know, I was playing at Luton. I was doing a course um, where you train full-time at Luton, trying to get a scholarship to then also go on and get a professional contract, 16, 17. Um, and then my dad was like, there's an opportunity for you to move to a, move to a States, which is... Um, try and put myself in a different environment but it was playing at a, basically a professional team in yeah. the states so i was like yeah bet let me do it but again that is that i think that was the most culture when i moved to the states at 17 18 obviously everyone's this is when everyone's going ib for doing those like party holidays i'm like right, cool, i'm going to the states to commit to football but it was more the culture shock not the culture shock of what it actually takes to be a professional footballer or to try and make it like you I don't think people these days fathom what it really takes to be a professional footballer or to get to that level because it seems so easy. They're on TV and stuff, they show you the the Ronaldo's, the Messi's, they show you the the journeys, they show you all the but what they don't show is the them getting up at six a.m. training every single day to to get there. They don't show that. No one no one records that. No one puts that up. You know, they yeah. all you see is the other side of it. You know what I mean? So you don't really you don't really fathom when you're that say, when that age, 17, 18, 19, what it really takes to become a footballer. And then you no one tells you the setbacks that you're gonna take, being benched, being told your shit, being told all of that. No one told no one tells you all of that. You've got to kind of build build that up. So went to their 17, 18, played in an academy, um, then went to university because in America's just really the only way you can get to playing at a professional level is to kind of go through university. So I went through university over there, which was, loved it. Um, is that where you did psychology? Yeah, studied psychology. And then obviously I was on a football scholarship. So all my education was pretty much paid for. And then when I finished that, uh, I think about 21, 22, played obviously professionally over there in, in the States, at a few teams, and then went over to Holland for a bit, played in Holland um, for a little bit, then went to Italy 
a bit played there and then came back to the UK. All at pro level. All at pro levels. Mostly like semi-professional pro level, I'd say. But, you know, what it was for me, and I think this mainly happened when I got to Australia, which we'll probably get onto later, but it was like, not even 90%. So you can play at a professional level, right? And... Everyone thinks if you're playing at a professional level, you're on like Ronaldo money or Messi yeah, or yeah. like you're on that Premier League level. You're not, you know what I mean? Like until, until you get to that level, you're not really on, you're on a decent amount, but it's like that what I wanted or what I saw football as was this, once I do this, this is going to be, put me in a position where I can change my parents' life. You know what I mean? So it was like, when I was doing all that, I was like, I was like, bro, I'm not getting to the point where I can change my mum's life. I can put my mum in a better position, or I can say, mum, here's ten grand, or I can say, dad, here's this, or bro, here's this, go change it, go, go do this. Do you want to do that? There you go. That was what I wanted to do with football. So when I saw it wasn't doing that, which I realised later, that was when like I had a massive psychological breakdown and all, not almost depression, but fucking my my mind was everywhere. Like I was a that guy that was. Took rejection, but I was like, you know what? I always had a chip on my shoulder. I was like, no, fuck you yeah. lot. I'm going to keep fucking going. Yeah, everyone, you're Dan, you're too old. Oh, fuck off. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, Dan, you're not good enough. Fuck off. I'm going to keep going. Like, I just, that's that's what my mindset was growing up or even to that later stages of football till I realised, I was like, bro, like, sat down and I was like, I think I was like, you know what? I'll tell you the story. So I was in, this is in Australia now. Yeah. So fast forward maybe a couple of years. Um, signed for a team over here by the way so it was league below the A-League um, North Shore Mariners decent money like good money like living good but then fucking COVID hit fucked everything up then me and my missus well, at the time my ex ex now anyway and I'm like 25 I'm like, what am I 24, 25 and I'm thinking in my head I was like and I still got the dream to obviously get to that level where I can change my parents' life or whatever and, and I'm sitting there and we're at, we're on this farm and I'm like, bro, I'm deep in it. So I I start I just sat there, bang, just started crying. Like just tears. Cause it was like for me it was I got to that I realised I'd like I'd been I got to the point where it's like, Dan, you're not you're never gonna get to that level anymore. Like no matter I was like computing in my head, I was like, all right, cool one more year going to be 26 who the hell's going to sign you at 26 to play at this level like you you're never going to you're not getting there dad like it's like it's reality now like from when I was 10 when I was 17 18 to 19 to now that's all I was doing like football 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 you ask me what I'm going to do football what do you want to do football that's all I would tell you you know what I mean so that was the first time I realised I was like just I've got to do something else you know what I mean or did you feel real like empty oh I felt terrible empty like my whole person half my personality was football 90% 90 of my personality was football so it's like you take that away which is what a lot of footballers or athletes struggle with which I try to tell them now is like have something else not have something else to where you're falling back on but have something else that makes you happy that is you're in control of when I was a professional boxing trainer and I was, and I've worst worked my first world title fight. Mm. I stood there in the ring, and I realised I'd lent my ladder against the wrong fucking wall. I realised that that wasn't me, mm. and I'd attach my whole identity mm. to being that to prove something to someone that didn't matter. Mm. 
so what, what I'm saying is, when you were when you were there, did you realise that your whole identity was attached to this professional footballer ethos? Yes, and that was that was the hard thing for me because it was like Dan, the guy that's playing football, or Olan, the footballer, or Olan, yeah, he's doing his thing like playing football somewhere, or not even that. I was like the footballer guy, but that was my personality. Yeah. So it's like you you strip that from you and you deep that. Okay, well, Dan, you're not the footballer guy. Like, who are you? Yeah. You know, and then, I, and f- luckily for me, I don't know if it was God or whatever or blessing, but I was started up the coaching thing, which I was like, all right, Dan, you can kind of put all your energy into that, right? Develop, maybe you were meant to develop the next gen of footballers. Maybe that's why God gave you this talent or whatever and said, this is why he went this far so you can help the next generation. But then also TikTok started to slowly start to build and I and I didn't know I didn't think I had a personality for social media or whatever but I'd always been the funny guy or the guy that people are laughing at or guy that's just dumb and saying stupid stuff I'd always I'd always been that guy in my friend group everyone will tell you even to this day nothing's changed but I never thought and that's when I was like you know what let me just put my energy into this and just see what happens you know um and that's and that's what I was trying to preach to all my all my young followers or all my football followers or all the people that know me from online creating football content like if you go back and watch my videos I always say listen put everything into football but you need to have something like away from football that you can connect with that has nothing to do with football because you can't control if the coach plays you or not like yeah, yeah but bad performance you can't control if the coach has got a grudge against you you can't control maybe for some odd reason they don't pick you for the 11 or whatever um, you can't control you getting the leg injury. You can't control if you pass it to the striker and he doesn't score and now you don't have an assist or something. You can't control a lot of things in football. So you need to have something that you can control if you're an athlete because otherwise this will be your mental health just up, down, up, down, up, down. And it's a struggle. A lot of athletes still go through it to this day. I know so many so many footballers that have gone through depression because of that sort of yeah. stuff, you know, I think there's a lot of a lot of uh, depression and and anxiety and all that kind of stuff around the every sport mm. that, that people don't understand. Because when you you have to give absolutely everything to a sport to even get close to being in the top five percent, yeah. the difference between the top five percent and the top one percent is massive. And then if you want to be the top, you got to be in the top zero point one percent, and mm. that top zero point one percent is the hardest between one and zero point one mm. is fucking the hardest game in town to close the gap on, mm. you know. And it's like you it's you, you were you were in the top five percent in the world, yeah. right? And then to try and close the gap on signing a professional contract to get to that top one percent. Oh, it's, 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 there's even a gap there, which is why you look at there's people in the Premier. Why is there? Why is there five professional leagues in England? Yeah, five professional leagues, as in like you can be a professional Premier League, drop down four leagues. Yeah, still a professional. Yeah, uh, and the and the skill gap is is huge. You know what I mean? So that that just tells you how hard football actually is to play or even a sport or even boxing or whatever the same thing but it's like at the end of the day I, I always say focus on what you can control put as much effort into whatever you want to do but focus on what you can control man and, and that's how that's how I live my life really and I, I'm so thankful for football because I wouldn't be who I am today I wouldn't be in the position I was today if it wasn't for football yeah you, you kind of like you had to live that life to be able to be able to live in the life you are now but in regards to like you know how was it a massive ego death for you? 
what not playing football it, what not playing football is in like or, you know like when you're sat there and you're crying and you're and you're and you're having to sit with yourself and having to understand that you know you are going to have to pivot now because what you thought your life should be isn't the reality of what you're living yeah is that is that is that, is that it, was, but, it yeah. wasn't i don't know if it was more ego or disappointment or like life's not fair or the dream selling is bullshit or that kind of thing you know because they, they always tell you listen man chase your dreams and you'll get there one day you know what i mean but they don't tell you that what area or what what's going to happen along that or if you're going to make it in they don't tell you what version of the dream it is. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trace yeah. your dreams, you'll get there and you think, oh, this is my dreams. Yeah, this is, all right, cool. But they don't say what version of the dream it is. See, a I, completely different version than you envisioned in your head. I, 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 I think that as humans, we, our, our vision for ourselves is way lower than what we can possibly achieve at all times. Like, like we think we have, you think that your grand division of you playing football was the vision, but I think you'll go and achieve way more than you'll ever thought you would have achieved if you'd kept that vision. Yeah. And, and it's, and I'll deep that the other day because I was like to myself, I was like, Dan, all right, cool. Like I was like, and I was, and I have these scenarios in my head that I always do. And I was like, Dan, all right, cool. So say you are, 27 now so say I was like Dan so say you achieved your dream of being a footballer right a professional footballer I was only good enough probably at my peak to get to maybe like a a league two slash league one at my peak like if I was firing and a team like me and bang that's the highest level I'm going league two maybe league one at most at maximum so you're talking and the potential earnings of a between two to four grand a week at that level. Two to four grand, you probably uh, you could take away maybe uh, 70, 70, 80k, maybe league one level. Yeah, probably maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less. You know, 60, 60, 70k, right? And I'm like, alright, cool. You would have done that for ten years. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So you're a footballer in league two for ten years. Um, when you finish, what are you gonna do? Yes, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, I would have to do something anyway. I would have had to had do. I would have had to have pivot. I would have had to figure this out. So whatever I'm figuring out now, whatever feeling I'm having now, you're ahead of the game. I'm ahead of the game because then, man, when they get, I would have been. That's the only level I would have been able to get to. That was the only. I didn't have the gift of Ronaldo, Messi, whatever. I didn't have that gift, so I was never ever going to get to that one percent that we were talking about. I was never going to get there, no matter how much work I put in, because I was uh, I was already behind. You know what I mean? So it was like, I I was thinking, you know what? At the end of the day, Dan, now you're in a better position. Because guess what? You might be able to set your family up for X, Y, and Z now. And this is and this is the most powerful thing about perception. It's like you, you can you can you can become this victim and live in this victim mentality where you think everything the world's happening to you and you can just live there, which is like you were living in that point for a period of time. Yeah, 100%. But then, then you have to accept the realisation and, and, and the realisation comes as a fact of like, look, everything in life is happening for me, not to me. And then, and then you can start to embrace what you're actually meant yeah. to be fucking doing. Because I think I, I, I'm, str- I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in this myself, Dan, right? At the end of the day, life is going to lead you to what you're actually truly meant to be doing. 
And if if I hadn't have been through some fucking low times in my life in regards to like, oh, you know, I want to be this top pro boxing trainer. Yeah. This is my this is my dream. Blah blah blah. If I hadn't been through all those lows and and all those all those tears where where that's that wasn't right for me. If I hadn't been through all that, I wouldn't be podcasting, would I? Mm, that's true. But you don't really, you, you know, what it is it's easy to to. Not to say it now, but it's when you're going through. When you're looking back, it's yeah. When you're, it's more, it's more when you're going through it that you're just like, Lord, this is the worst thing in the world. Like all I wanted to do was just chase this dream and be this guy, and you know, why this has happened to me, and this, that, and that. And it's like, you know, it is for me. I'm like, I could have just fucking chose to be a, a dustbin man, or chose to be a carpet, or chose to chose to do something that required no. Ambition, not ambition, but not me to, yeah, ambition, but like not me to like break my back and be broke and do this and leave my family and leave my friends and and it, and it was that looking back at that point, it's like oh, well, I, I just done all this and it's like I still fell short. Do do you not feel the same? Obviously, me and you, you've been in Australia now how long? Uh, three, almost three years. I'd say three years. Three yeah. years, right? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been there. I've been there eight, right? Eight years. Yeah. Do you not think? though from what me and you have done I mean I, I went to Australia with $6,000 and a yeah, bag of clothes right yeah fuck all mate fuck all same yeah. I went there with like I think I had like three grand in my account like yeah. barely anything and when you look around what most uh, most Aussies have that me and you are surrounded by like they have a they have a lot of abundance oh, mate a do, lot of abundance they and, do I was saying this I was saying this but in terms of like you look at Sydney right and I'm like People say, oh, Sydney's got a ghetto and I don't want to get into all that kind of stuff and where people come from. Because everyone, come, there's a ghetto everywhere. There's a, there's there's some sort of the, the, hardship the, everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, people are like, oh, people are getting stabbed and there's a hood and this, that and that. And I'm like, I'm like, still, people can still make something of themselves regardless of their situation. So Aus- Australia's an abundant place. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no doubt about that. And when I when I was broke in Australia mm. in the early days, when I came back from my sister's wedding, got broke, had to all that stuff, right? I went back, had no money, sat there on the beach. It was at Christmas time. I sat there on the beach. I was watching all these Australian families, like all their abundance, and I couldn't even fucking buy myself a bag of apples, bro. Like it's just mad, man. Because yeah. it's like it's it's, it's, it's the, fucking mad. The, the parallels is 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 crazy, and and I don't know if the Australian people realize, but I think they do. Yeah, I think I think you must if you're if you're Australian and you're listening to this, which which you know probably seventy percent of you are. Yeah. Like I'm just telling you now, yeah, you live in the most abundantly gifted country in the world, yeah. and you're from the lucky sperm club as far as yeah. I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, you for know real, what I mean? for real. I'm still trying to find an Australian wife myself. Yeah, mate. <laughs> hey, hey, that makes two of us. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, for mate. Real. That's another thing I want to tell you about. Yeah. You, you come back to the UK, and there, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, beautiful beautiful things around like yeah. uh, but they're hidden around like mm. but in Australia that is abundant well, I just I mean I come back <laughs> I come back you know I'm, I'm 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 not that I do the whole hinge thing or whatever <laughs> <laughs> not really hinge, my thing. The hinge thing. Not, not really my thing, but like when you swipe when you're swiping on hinge in, in Sydney, right, you're like, fuck, decent, 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 decent. And I'll come back now and I'm swiping on hinge in Luton and I'm like <laughs> What the fuck you, X 
I'm like, nah, the caliber women is a mess. Yeah. I'm like, nah, that, spoil. England. You don't really realise the caliber, how high yeah, the caliber because you're used to it. Yo. Then you, when you bro, come back to England, you're I like, come, I come back here and I'm like, hold on a second. I, ca- I came back here and I'm like, because you arrive in London, so you got you get a false sense of security. Yeah, yeah. So you arrive, you land at Heathrow, and you think, ah, oh, it's changed. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the same. This is not too bad. <laughs> you okay. might even get it out of your pocket at the airport because you're waiting for your bag, and you might have a little look, and you might go left, and you might, oh my god, it's changed. <laughs> we 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 could be on here. We could be on here. There could there could, could be, be. Th- this this could be it. This could be it. This could be it. Right. And then and then. You travel out of London oh, two hours. Oh, that's the one. Bro. And you get you get home, and you're like, "Fuck!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, bro. That is, no, that, is that is actually it. That I'm, is, I'm telling you, I, I, I think, and I, and that's what I've noticed about being back. I'm like, bro, the caliber of women in Australia is actually tremendously high. Ch- like, Ch- like I couldn't. Like I went out and I didn't realize how sport I was being in like Sydney and Melbourne. I come back and I'm like. But, 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 but it's not it's not just Australia it's like it's like it's just like Australia is just full of beautiful people from mm. all over the world mm. that's what I find it's not just it's not just Australia it's yeah. like it's like just Australia is a lucky country because it's just full of beautiful people mm. right that's 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 the way I see it yeah. it's like it's not even about it's not even about a, she's it's not even about Australian it's like it's, any it's like Eng, English girls or any, like any, any kind of any there's just a lot of beauty there and I'm telling you now it's got to be three or five to one what women's eyes? Women to men in Australia, hundred percent. Like it's, it just seems, it just seems like crazy. There's, there's, yeah, no, nah, I agree. It's uh, just, I'm, it's just, I'm, I'm with you on that one. It's man. just that, that, that's, that's why when I'm like, when they're only letting I'm in like, like sixty thousand people a year, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're betting them. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I could just imagine the immigration department in yeah. Australia. It'll be, it'll be, no, so, it'll, it'll, no, it'll be some geezer. Oh, it'll be some Australian yeah. guy going, "Now, nah, mate, not you, but that one." <laughs> <laughs> Hundred percent. Like, like, yeah. if, you're, if you're above a seven eight, they'll let you in. Yeah. <laughs> Below that, I'm not sure. You might have a few issues. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. But man, man crazy. so just just why did you end up in Australia, then, man? Because because so, like, I, I know, know. Long, well, I've told it a, a few times, but my ex wanted to move. I didn't want to go. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, um, she always wanted to go traveling. I wasn't. I bet to go when you landed now. at that airport, she regretted that decision. <laughs> <laughs> she probably regrets it now. Like, I fucking took this guy to Australia. Like, <laughs> fucking look at him. Yeah, it's just a crazy thing. But, like, she she wanted to go. She had a bit of money from her grandparents or something, and she wanted to, to go traveling in Australia. She always wanted to, and I wasn't really on it. Like, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I'll think about it. She was like, I, I really want you to come. Um and I was she was I was like, alright, cool. Let me see if I can find a football team out there. And looked around. I was supposed to actually move to Melbs. The team that I was looking for was in Melbs. Then I we landed in Sydney and then I had a trial with the team in Sydney and they were like, Yeah, well yeah, we want to sign you wicked. So end up staying in Sydney. But yeah, she was the she was the reason why I went <laughs> to start with it's crazy. Yeah. For love, basically. It's mate, I I I went to Australia because I broke up with this I, I I was locked down with this Italian thing. Yeah. Right? And uh, beautiful, and I thought I was set, mate. I yeah. thought I was set. That was Kept, it. You I, was married off. I, was about to. I was, I was uh, mate. I was fully. I'd, I'd literally hung the gloves yeah, up. Yeah, you was done, mate. This, this, this is how serious I was. This is how serious I was, mate. I was, I was with this chick. Yeah. I went to Ibiza. 
Now, now, uh, now bear, bear in mind, I was meant to be there seven days. I ended yeah. up there 11, but let's just forget about oh, that. Oh, jeez. Mine extended the <laughs> yeah. stay. That's why she bit me. Oh. <laughs> Makes right. sense now. <laughs> yeah. oh, but, makes I, sense. but I was a well-behaved. It's so hard to be well-behaved in 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 a place like that, bro. With 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 the amount oh, of with Lord. the amount of oh my god. Um, uh, yeah, You've done very well. But anyway, I, well. I came back after a, a well-behaved eleven days instead of seven. But mm. she she cancelled me. She right. fucking cancelled me. Was, she was fun. Mate, I was fucking heartbroken. I fucking was. Mate. What just for and, be, being in Ibiza for a couple more days? She was done. Yeah, she was done, mate. She, I'm uh, not, to be fair, that makes those sense. Italian girls take take no no prisoners. Yeah, mate. no, that makes it's, sense. It's very, it's a very, it's a very it's no prisoners. Anyway, so she, so she fucking she she cancels me, mm. mate. Honestly, don't get me wrong. I was a fucking hurt man. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. not gonna lie, mate. I was yeah. wounded to fuck. Of course, best thing that ever happened to me in my life, mate. Best thing that ever happened to so me. So you think the best and worst things come out of love? But the best of the best of the the, the, the everything that that really hurts you. You ha- you form an attachment to is what I've learned. Mm. So you formed an attachment to football. I formed an attachment to boxing and the status of the of the boxing trainer thing. And you formed an attachment to the status of being this football player, mm. right? And then when we had to break up from that, we oh. ha- we were emotionally hurt oh, because we had to break yeah. up from the attachment. But most people that listen to this have attachments to lots of stuff that maybe aren't the healthiest attachments. Maybe it's a sport. Maybe it's a woman. Maybe, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? In all seriousness, that, that's where I think things fall down is the attachment theory. Yeah, the attachment thing's crazy, bro. Because especially where, where we come from, right? So yeah. it was part of our identity. Yeah. When it's part of your identity and you're attached to it, oh, Lord. Well, that... That's it because you're 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 building you're building a whole personality now on TikTok and Instagram and all that stuff and you're doing interviews and stuff like that and you're and you're becoming yourself right yeah. whereas before it was the footballer yeah it was it, the it, it was the, it was the boxing trainer yeah, you know yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 then it's like when you have to, when you aren't that anymore you're like okay who the fuck am I then? yeah who the, who the fuck am I that's the hardest thing to and, go through and how do I want to turn up mm. and and the hardest conversation to have with yourself is to sit there on your own from my personal experience and be like holy, holy fuck this ladder's been lent against this wall for like 10 or 15 years in the pursuit of this thing I've achieved this thing but I had but, but I had no plan of attack after I'd achieved it yeah that's that that's that's the crazy thing is like what where where do you go after that you know what i mean or what do you do or how do you deal with that that not not the failure in some sense but just once you don't know who you are you know it's it's you got to sit there with your own thoughts and really figure out who you are is crazy like i st- i went and i'll say this openly and i think all men should do it they should all go through therapy yeah right and and not just not just in a sense for, oh, you're going through a lot and maybe you'll need help. No, just figure out who the fuck you are. Like, why the fuck do you do certain shit? Yep. Like, why the hell do you message loads of girls? Or why the hell do you always want to sleep with girls when you just come out of a breakup? Or why the hell do you act a certain way or behave funny when you'll have to do hard work? Or why the hell, like, just figure that out. Like, why are you like that? You know, and that's what therapy yeah. taught me. Like, wh- Like, I was always moving around when I was younger and I was away from my family. Like 17, from 17 to leave, obviously I went to America. My dad lives in America, but I wasn't really that close to my dad then. So 17 for me to leave your core area, all friends are going out, partying, yeah. doing whatever, 
to leave that area, right? In your head, do you know how hard that is to do at 17, 18? 100%, you know? man. And then from there to always be travelling around, like I've already got some issues because I'm used to just moving around. So it's like, oh... Because you, 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 when you're in one place too long then, you feel like, oh, fucking hell, I've got to move, I've got to move, I've yeah, got to move. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's like, and then it's like, oh, well, Australia was the first place where I was like, oh, no, what? Australia's, cool. Australia has literally changed my fucking life, my mindset. Mm. Um, it, it's why I love the country so much and love the people so much because, because and why I try and, why I'm trying to build this, podcast for, for something beyond me to try and put Australian podcasting on the map on the global stage right yeah. the whole reason and purpose behind that is because I I feel like an indebted gratitude to the fact that they've taken guys like where they took guys like me and you in oh, that God. didn't have much and allowed us a place to be able to build something that means so much to us mm. does that make sense to oh, you like, that's the key like it, it actually probably makes me emotional sometimes when I, when I like post something and I'll be like oh I'm leaving Australia right and just the amount of love that I get, and I'm just like, I'm like, these people actually really feel some type of connection with me, and it's like, why would it, why would you give that up? They've, t- they've, t- they, yeah, they, I realise that with this. Like when I look at the people that are asking me if I'm okay in the UK or asking how I'm doing, every one of them is Australian, bro. Like there's a couple of English that live in Australia yes. as well, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, there's, and there's there's a couple of English in in the UK that my close friends, my close ones, there yeah. might be ten or twenty that that message me and that, and then then they're, they're good and they're good to me and that. But like it, it, I just can't describe how much Australia means on a personal level to me. Like mm. it, I was thinking to myself because you know, like when you start getting on a little bit and you start doing a little bit of well, you, you start to think after, after eight years, mind you, <laughs> you start to think to yourself, oh, maybe I'll go Dubai or maybe I'll go America or maybe yeah. I'll, man, fuck me. Like build something big, yeah. in, build something big co- in, 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 in Australia. Build a core, yeah, build a core first, you know, and, and that's where, that's where my goal is really like just to try and really take over Australia um, and, and put Australia on the map in some respect, you know what I mean? In terms of content creators and people that are respected in Australia for making content and then people from the UK will come, hopefully come to Australia and say, oh, this this content creator is here or off like there or whatever, you know? So that's that's really my goal with it, you know? I've got a lot of plans and where, like I always say, it kind of goes back to football is my mindset in content creation is probably not the same as like an average content creator because for me... I see it the same as football. So I see me coming down, sitting with you now. For me, this is like a match or it's a game or it's training because I'm, I'm learning my craft. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I'm getting the hours and I'm, I'm learning the art of conversation. Doing the reps. Doing the reps, you know. And, and it's like when I get jumped behind a camera, the same thing. I'm getting the reps and I'm training. Oh, okay, this does well, that doesn't well. Oh, I need to perfect this a bit. Maybe I need to do this or do that. Treat it the same as football. Um, where I think a lot of content creators probably who haven't been an athlete or don't don't have that same work ethic. Like I'll be like, oh, I got to pump video every day, cool. Because if I was being a footballer right now, what would I be doing? Training every day. It's the same for me. It's the same thing, but I've just applied it to content creation. Like I could easily bang out four or five videos in a day. Easy. Like I could easily go. I remember. I'll just. I'll take you back to one of the viral videos that I had. And the day throughout it, right? So we went Wanderers game, right? Me and the cameraman. I think it was um, Mardi Gras. 
right? Mardi Gras. I was like, ah, oh, you want to go Mardi Gras? He was like, yeah, you want to go Wanderers game, Sydney FC, whatever. I was like, let's shoot content there. Let's do fan interviews and, and see how it goes. So bang, went to the Wanderers game. Captured that content there. Bish, bash, bosh. After the game, got fan interviews. And I was like, I was like, it's Mardi Gras. We've already been shooting for, like, bear in mind, we've been shooting for like three hours. I was like, it's Mardi Gras. You want to go Oxford Street? He's like, He's like, oh, I'm a bit tired. I was like, let's go. It's Mardi Gras, but we've got to go. Bang. Over to Oxford Street, shooting two, three hours there. So that's like five hours in total shooting content. But I think I've got about two, three viral videos over one million, two million on one, on one of those yeah. clips. You gotta, it's, it's, you just gotta, you got to be in the pursuit, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to be you got to be in the pursuit. And it's like, if I'd gone, oh, I'm tired after the Wanderers game. Oh, you know what? We already, we already shot one video. That's fine. I would have never got the Mardi Gras one. And then one brand that approached to work with me was like, oh, we saw the video you did on Mardi Gras. Can you kind of do that with this? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a, it's a, for me, I'm like, right, always always create, always create, always create because I'm, I'm applying the same work ethic that I did with football. Who do you, who do you have to call you out on your own shit though sometimes? Because I, oh. pe- I have people that... But in, in my circle that call me out and they're like, oh, Frankie, you are not taking enough activity, bro. Like, you need to st- scale up. Do more. Probably my brothers. My brothers, like, my brother lives in London. Uh, my brothers live in London and they see what all I'm doing. And the London mindset is very, 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 very harsh, very, very realistic, very, very, like, cutthroat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, humble me in a sense, like, in terms of, like, yeah, Dan, whatever you're doing, you're doing all right in Australia, but. You could be doing this. You know what I mean? You have the potential now, like, yep. to do this. Yeah. So, like, that's where my mind... I'm not gassed by all this, like, um, attention and stuff like that. I, like, I'm very, very humble with it. Like, I try and I try and stay very, very normal. You know what I mean? And, and for me, in my mind, and I know how my, some of my followers might see it differently, in my mind, I'm fucking just a basic, normal guy, right, who... Happened to jump behind the camera one day and people thought I was funny. That's how I see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So whenever I meet people or whatever, and I've always got, always, I've never, I'll never ever not have time for someone that wants to talk to me about their content or where they want to do or maybe they want to get into content creation or what should I do on TikTok or whatever. Because I'll tell you what I did and maybe what you should apply. Who knows? You could be bigger than me one day. But you have to find this is. This is one thing that I've kind of that's kind of sat with me, is that when I started podcasting, I looked at some of the other creators, and you, and you, unbeknownst to you at the time, you start to imitate their style, mm. and and um and that happened with one or two um, early episodes, and I'm like, fuck, hold on a minute, that, <laughs> that, that that's that's not you, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, bring yeah. that bring that back and be you. Yeah. So like all I'd say to any content creators out there, anyone who's trying to create content, or anyone that sees your content or sees sees what I'm trying to do or sees it, is don't don't you 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 just your your whole responsibility is to become the best version of yourself. Yeah, and that's the hardest thing, bro. Because especially when you're starting off, you got to realize you get inspiration from everyone else. So when you start, you might just make a video that's like someone else, but you didn't even realize it was like someone yeah. else just because they inspired you. And I always say, and I was lucky. Or you know what? What I did realize is is I found the niche now, which your I'm, niche, my niche. Yeah, and you have to have a niche. And you know, like people that want to become content creators, or maybe someone's listening to this and they want to be a content creator. And I and I and I ve- I'm very harsh, and I say, why the fuck would people listen? Like, why would people watch you? Like why? 
Yeah, what makes that content? What, make, what yeah. makes it? What makes you like? You got to think about TikTok, and I, and maybe people listen to this that love TikTok. When that, you think about yourself when you're consuming the content of when you're watching it, me one two seconds. Oh, fuck. one two. Oh, oh, this is kind of funny. So, why? What made you stay? What made you stay for that couple two seconds? Oh, that that hook at the start, or was it the background, or was it the fact that he was standing there, or was oh. That's what you got your attention. Why don't you yeah. apply that to what you're doing now? You know what I mean, and that's how and that's how I see it. And it's like then, like we're talking about, find your niche. So, what type of people relate to you? For me, I've tapped into a market where, which I didn't know was a market, is the people that have transitioned from England to Australia. I had no clue that there was a, that was a market there, but I've tapped into that because half half of my followers or a lot of them hey I moved from England or hey I'm trying to move from yeah, England or, you know what yeah, yeah. or I saw what you did in Australia how did I do this or I'm Australian I'm trying to move to the UK do you have any so I, I'm lucky that I've tapped into that market now and I know that's my market so what I will do is I'll make content around that Australians English people people moving from the Australia. differences between the difference. so I'll make content yeah. around that which is smart because that's the area that I've tapped into now you know and and it's like you got to find what your niche is or what your passion is or whatever it is and try and tap into that niche that ha- hasn't been done before like i said i can't give you i can't give you the specifics because for me i didn't say oh this is the niche i i stumbled upon it and i realized from early that was the niche but but you but the only way you stumble upon anything that you're trying to stumble upon it's like i'm still trying to stumble upon what's going to make this podcast go bang mm. in terms of like a real bang. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, still yeah. trying to stumble on that myself, yeah. right? But you, but but get guess what? It may happen at the 100th rep. It may happen mm. at the 150th rep. Mm. But I'll find it. But the only way you're going to fucking find it is if you continue to innovate yeah. and iterate and yeah. kind of really try. How much shit can I throw at that wall? You know what I'm saying? How much? Yeah. How many times can I try? Because yeah. you're going to get knocked down. Like a lot, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people in here might want success in business, want success in their mindset, want success in all the all the stuff that you're talking about. But it's like how much you actually willing to try and how much you actually willing to fail and how much you actually willing to get back up to get it done yeah yeah you know? yeah and and the failure thing is is really really where you'll see like your character and stuff like that you know like how many times are you willing to actually fail and before something happens or how many times are you willing to just stick at it and before enough before any results do you want to, do you stop after the third time it doesn't work? Do you stop after the fifth? Do you stop after the tenth? Like how many times are you willing well, not to How have, how have you refined your mindset to get over that? <sighs> For me, in terms of cause when we're content creators, what do we look at? Views. We look at views, we look at engagement, we look at all of that. And yes, it is frustrating or I still struggle with it to this day where I throw something up and I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. Like five comments or not that many likes or whatever. But for me, I've, you know what I've learned? I've learned to be like, if you find it funny, Dan, if you think it's good content, throw it up there. Yeah. That's, that's what mm-hmm. I, because at the end of the day, where did, when you started with like 3K followers, why did those 3K follow you? Because whatever you put up, they thought it was good. So just, you've just got a bigger audience. If it doesn't stick, it doesn't stick. Just put it up there. At the end of the day, it, if it, you can say, I thought it was good. And that's how I validate it. I validate it by what I think of it. Was you got, it good? You got, you, this, is, this is something that's so critical as well as a, as a content creator like yourself is like make stuff that you actually want to make. Because so, so many people make stuff for algorithms, make stuff because that content bangs. Like 
there's so many women out there that post photos of their ass because that's what gets engagement, but that's not the content that they want to make. Oh, yeah. Do you and know I, what I mean? I, I think I was having this conversation, I was having this conversation not w- with a girl that I was seeing previously, and she just she said, oh, I want to be a stylist, or I was doing a stylist, and she was a really good stylist, but I was like, what does your page tell me about yourself? What does your Instagram page tell me? Does it tell me that you're a stylist? You've got it in your bio, but all I'm seeing is pictures of you, like, whatever, pr- out, prerogative, like, looking beautiful, good, but does that tell me that you're a stylist? If I'm a businessman mm. scrolling on your page right now and I want to maybe get you to be my stylist, where's the stuff that you styled? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should have this outfit. This is the guy that I styled, bish, bash, bosh, this outfit. And she's like, oh, but it's my, pro- it's my personal page. I don't know. I'm like, well, who gives a fuck? See, see, this is you this, know what I'm this saying. Is, this is where people get it twisted. I put a lot of other people on my personal page because I'm trying to be known as a good conversationist, as a good podcaster, as a as a, that's what I'm trying to be known for. Yeah. So, like, if I'm trying to be known for that, it, having a picture of me sat at fucking Burley Pav, it ain't that's that, does what does it do? It doesn't do it. It doesn't do it anything. Doesn't, doesn't do anything. And we're in the age now where whatever you do. Your your Instagram should tell me. I should be or your or whatever 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 you're doing. If you're a fucking barber, if you're a if you want to be a singer, if you want to be a working whatever you want to do, your Instagram page as a as a brand, I will tell you, it tells me everything I need to know about you. Yeah. Everything everything that I want to see, I should be able to see. If you're a fa- if you're into fashion, if you're a model, I should be able to go to your Insta or your TikTok or whatever and say, oh. This is the content you create. Oh, you're a singer. Oh, let me see you singing. Oh, you're an actor. Oh, let me see some of the scripts that you've um, put up there. Oh, this is you acting. Oh, okay, cool. Like, I should be able to see it. I shouldn't go... Anything, same thing with football athletes. I should see everything. It's like, I shouldn't go to your page and you say you're a stylist or you're an actress or you're a... Um, this is what you want to do and all I'm seeing is, like, pictures of you and the girls out. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe you need that private Insta, but I'm but that's that's how I see it, if that's what you want to do. You see, Instagram as a platform to me, all it is is a is for me is a tool that allows me to get my podcast out to more people. Right? It's a, it's a tool, right? Yeah. For for me, I mean, to be honest, I I mute everybody now. Like, except a few select people like yourself and this and the other. So I see your content, drop yeah. a like on it, blah blah yeah. blah. But I don't. But I don't. I, I don't want to unfollow anyone because that's when everyone gets offended. Yeah, but like yeah. I mute everybody because at the end of the day, I just need to go onto the platform, post and get off the platform because <laughs> I'm not there to consume. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, there yeah, to yeah, consume. Yeah, I'm yeah. there to put value into the world. I'll put value into the world, add add value to your life. Yeah. But I don't want to consume. Mm. I don't want to consume your night out. Or, uh, do you know what I mean? Like that, like that but when then, you're six beers deep. Yeah. Again, it, it just depends what you want to do. Like, what do you say you want to do? And and that's the only thing. If you say, listen, I don't care about being a creator. Like, I just want to have fun on Instagram. Cool. But if you say, I want to be this, this, and this, and it, and and you know, and then you go look at someone else that's a um, a podcaster or a footballer or a content creator. What is their page showing you? It's showing you what they do. And I think what it is is. And then I have this conversation with this guy. He's huge on TikTok. His name's uh, Kev. You wouldn't mind me saying, but he's got like five, six hundred k on uh, TikTok. And I'm like, and his Instagram's like a couple thousand. And, I'm, and he's like, oh, bro, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, bro, he's not fucking posted on your Instagram. Like, where's just where? Why are you not posting every single content that you're taking from TikTok? Put it on your Instagram. Yeah. So people can see you're not just funny on both. Because what they'll do is they'll they'll see you. Oh, you're funny on TikTok. They'll click on your Insta. There's pictures of you. 
Yeah. They're not going to follow you. <laughs> it's it's not congruent. It's with not congruent with what you are. And I remember, and I and I had that early because I remember someone saying it to me when I was, I was like, uh, my Insta was just football, like it was just like football stuff. But my TikTok was all funny videos. Like yeah, me. but uh, like, like, when you probably first follow me, that's uh, probably yeah. What was I, I, I um yeah, because I remember you early days. I, I sent you some uh, a DM. I'm sure I sent you a DM. Yeah. Early, early days. Yeah, yeah, early yeah, days. Yeah, way, yeah. way before you were fucking sending it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you'd had a video about, um, and and then you did a video that after I'd known you for a little while. You did a video, fucking the best video you've ever done in my oh, opinion. Oh, right? which one did we love? The Australians runners. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that, was that, that was your my favorite. Is that which one was that? The, the, you were sat it. in the car, and it's like every Australian thinks they're a professional. Oh, runner. Oh, yeah, that one went. That one got picked up by Daily Mail. Everything, yeah, that one went crazy. That was, I and think, that was purely. That was purely. I shit you not. Like, f- I just finished coaching in the morning. And I, was, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, bro, I got up. Every, day, every morning I'm getting up at 6 a.m. And I'm like, bro, it's old man. How you doing, mate? How you going? Bro, what are you, what are you doing? Then I see another friend. How you doing? How you going? And I see a group of them. And I'm like, every single day I'm like, bro, these lot are actually athletes. What's wrong, what's wrong with these lot? And then I just, like, that was the first thing that just came. First preparation, like, that was it. Like, and just that, I, purely from when, when you When you, when you, when I saw that video, I saw that that was just shot in one raw take. Yeah. It was just your thoughts of that moment, yeah. and that's why it worked. Because uh, if you've been if you've been English and you've moved to Australia, it's like you. It's like people here, people here think uh, getting up early is like seven eight o'clock. Right? <laughs> yeah. In Australia, like everyone's up at like four. They're in. Five a.m. six a.m. runs. Like I'm like what six, sixty year olds look like forty year olds. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they are really healthy. Um, hats off to them. They are in shape, man. They are really <laughs> in shape. It doesn't. It doesn't stop. And I think it's it's probably just living next to the beach, isn't it? Whereas like in England, like everyone just really grinds for the summer. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, well, in winter, like, no one really going gym like early night. Like, you might miss a couple workouts or whatever. But in in um Australia, in Australia, I feel like because they live near the beach, you have to be an athlete. You have to be. Everyone that everyone's in shape. Everyone's in shape. Yeah, it's, it's it, that, and it's literally like you you stand out if you're not in shape. Oh, exactly. You look horrible. <laughs> See everyone else at the absent Bondi Beach. You're like, bro, no, nah, I need to get in the gym. You yeah. Know? So yeah, that's what. That's what it's like out there. But yeah, that's that's when I was like I said, the transition over, right? Um, where I realised when is like again, you've got you've got to take that content and, and it across all your social platforms it has to be the message has to be the same. Congruent, you know? yeah. Congruent and that's how you that's how you just grow and grow and grow and grow, man. It's it's like I went to see Jamie Alderton for a podcast the a, a few days ago. I was down in down in Bognor Regis. He lives there. Fucking oh, of all the places. Jeez, oh, that's a pop. That's that's a that's a that's a three and a half hour drive. <laughs> yeah. But it's worth it. Jamie Alderton smashed it on TikTok. He's yeah. got like eight hundred k on TikTok. Going to be a million soon. Like he yeah. smashed it. But he looked at my um, thing and he's like, Frankie, look, you need you need call out titles here. Yeah. You need, you need, you, this need, this needs to all be congruent here. This yeah. needs to all be same color scheme. Yeah. This is how you're going to stand out in your net. And he, he gave me some fucking phenomenal advice. And it's like, you have to be, you have to be open to be criticized by these top players in the mm. game to, to, to inch your content a little like that 0.1% yeah, forward. Yeah. You've always got to be willing to, to take on, to take on and um, not get offended. Yeah. Take on information, take on, um, advice and everything. I'm always, I'm always open to that. 
especially like when people, especially my, I try my 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 type boys. I try and think, yeah, yeah, like, what do you not think of this? Like, do you not think it's funny? Or they'll give me feedback. Oh, you know what? You're sounding a bit too much Aussie on that. Yeah, like, you need to sound a bit more British and stuff like that. So I'll always I'll always taking um. Because your niche is the British perspective on Australian life, yes. you know. So, so if you go a bit too Aussie, Aussie on it's the, like, come on, it's, it's like, still British. Yeah, yeah. yeah but then the Aussie. But the thing is, yeah. the funny, the funny thing is, the Aussies love that. Yeah. So it's like finding the balance, you know what I mean? Because the Aussies are like, oh, he's finally one of us now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you've got to really find the balance of still staying British, but like feeding the. The Aussies what they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, nah, mate, you've you've smashed it. But and the, you you. I saw you as the face of JD. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll leave them. We'll, do, we'll just not talk about that one. I'm trying to. I'm trying to stay humble with it. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're, you're you're in every store, in yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. in every store. It's, it's, it's still weird. I, I I went. I walked. I remember what was that? I was in Melbourne. Yeah, I was in Melbourne, and I walked into the store. I done a funny video, or whatever. But it was still weird to me to walk into the store and see like a seven. Like I no, I was like, what am I? I'm not six two. That the thing was like ten foot. And it was like of me in the store, and I was like, "Nah, that's mad." See, you're never gonna see a bald geezer be the face of JD. You might not get uh, them deals. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, get, I'm not getting no fucking deals with JD, uh, bro. Like, you never know. I'm the wrong demographic. But, but <laughs> you never know, I f- yeah. when I saw you as uh, as as this poster boy, I'm yeah. like, "Go on, son." Yeah, was, on, no, man. I was buzzing. Hopefully, hopefully, the first of any. I ain't done many many gigs like that. That's my that's my first one. So I was just, I was proper buzzing. I still had to pinch myself. I was like, what? It's just weird. It's just proper weird to see yourself there. It's like, what? That's me. Yeah, definitely. But what? But what's what's kind of the goal in, in the next couple of years for you in in kind of everything you're building? Me, um, I think the goal is to get on TV. Hopefully, have some sort of show um, where I'm presenting or hosting. And I can be myself, be my own personality. You're going to um, give me an invite? Yeah, sure. I'll hook you up. Yeah, you, you better both. You fucking... <laughs> yeah, of course. I'll bro, get you, I'll if get you, you forget about me, just... Oh, my yeah, God. I can't yeah. forget the day ones. Come on, bro. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, ho- hopefully some something like that where I'm on TV, I'm hosting. I'd love to have, like, my own, like, show where, like, I could just go through funny bits that happen in Australia or funny yeah, things that yeah, happen yeah. in and around and just, like, talk shit about it and just be myself and have guests on or whatever. Like, I'd love to do something like that. So that's that's kind of that's kind of my goal. That's the route I'm going down, the presenting route where I can just have a personality as well. So Yeah, just, just, just by creating content, you can put yourself in the position where you can just get paid for being yourself and that yeah. is the most powerful thing about content oh, that people don't understand it is, it is an insane feeling it's a very like very very strange feeling to for someone to be like a brand to go oh listen we want you to make this video we're going to pay you X amount and we just want you to just do it how you do it yeah you just want me to just do how I normally do it yeah just do it how you do it maybe add this in and do that and then say this and that and, that, and there you go yeah and then there's your money and how much has the money gone up in terms of what you're getting per video these days compared oh, to... Oh, they're, good. they're definitely going up. I mean, I mean, I don't know if I want to say figures really, but um, you can earn a very, very lucrative amount to a point to a point where, like I said, full time, you can do it full time. If you get enough of it, if you build enough of a following, build enough of the brands, how much you charge, depending on 
your numbers, your interaction, all that kind of thing. Like I've had, bra- I've had, I had a brand reach out to me from like Poland. Like I had ran about because they wanted to reach an Australian audience, and they were like, yeah. "Oh, we charge this." I was like, "Bet," you know what I mean? So it's like it, it could be from anywhere in the world. I could, I was I was on a call yesterday um, from a, a company in Australia that wants me to work with them about some finance things. So it's like you can do it anywhere in the world because really all you're doing is jumping behind the camera and creating a video. You know what I mean? So it's 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 really one of the, one of those dough jobs. You don't you don't really think about it, but like once you've built an audience, to say you've built an audience in Australia, you built an audience wherever, like wherever you are in the world, you can create that content. Yeah, and it can go to that audience. Yeah, like no. you don't need to be in Australia. You don't have to be in England if you. What, what are you now? Seventy percent Australian. Audience? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventy percent Australian. Twenty, like thirty percent. You, yeah, I think it's twenty percent UK and then ten percent like uh, US and Ireland and some random, yeah, some random places. But yeah, man, like, m- most most of it's in, in Australia, which is why I've got, a, I've got to keep keep building in in Australia. Really, like it, it's crazy to me because like I think three hundred k. Like when I go out. Right in in Melbourne or Sydney, always get stopped for pictures and things like that. But like in my head, you never really think about how much like three hundred k is or whatever. Like I always think, oh, where if I had a million followers, it's, or, three, it's, it's three times Wembley, bro. Yeah, it, you don't really, think, you never really, you just think, oh yeah, three hundred. That's it's absolutely, you know, that's like probably about two hundred and twenty, two hundred thirty thousand Australian yeah, people that yeah. follow you that know, like, yeah, and love what you do. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah, man. So you don't really think about it. But then what I've noticed is like it's actually it's more than that. You know why? Because because you've got that amount of followers, but the amount of people that have seen a video that you've posted. Yeah, the impressions. Like yeah, two times that. Like, like I've had. Like I can't. I've got. Fifteen million so, likes. So, so there's, it's probably, like, there's probably like at least half a million, or or maybe even close to yeah, a, mi- a million people that, that have recognised your face from somewhere. From somewhere, which is what I don't think about. My three hundred k is alright. And it's I'm. and don't forget that's in that's in a demographic between the age of say eighteen and. 25 26 yeah, yeah. so then you you add in there might only be like okay there might only be like three or four million people in in australia yeah, like yeah. that so that's one in four that know your face yeah, from somewhere yeah. they might not recognize they might not know you by name yeah they might not fuck with your content but they've seen your face somewhere so that just tells you that you got 25 percent of the audience of that age demographic in that country so when you go to fucking these venues yeah. no wonder the people are coming up yeah and, it doesn't and, really sink in until and when me and you come back here because obviously my following is more Australian too. It's like when you come back here, it's really hard yeah. to to deal with the fact of like you got to start from scratch again. Yeah, you start from scratch. Everyone's got their they're ready. Everyone's got who they have over here. Everyone's built their content over here. Who they listen to, and it's definitely harder. It's definitely harder to stand out here. Well, we, the, the beauty, the beauty, we got English accents. We're from different. We're from different walks of life. Mm. Um, we got a more of a. Uh, we've come. I suppose we come from more of a harder. Uh, upbringing, so to speak, compared to schooling and stuff. Compared to, so we got we got a different we got a point of difference over there. Whereas whereas here, we just we, we're just competing with next man. Yeah, we're just competing with the, the next guy. Which is for me, it's been a, it's been good, and which is why I, I needed to come back for this long, or I'll come, I'm going back in August. But it's 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 eye opening for me, and I'm also going to learn off these people. You know what I mean? So I'm also going to learn off, like, if I ever get to meet, like, a Chunks, a Philly, or Specs Gonzalez, Harry Panera, all these guys that are at the top of their games in England who everyone knows. Like, all right, cool. Like, why do people fuck with them? 
Like, mm. what are they like in person? Okay, cool. Like, if I get to meet them, can I sit down and have, even if we don't even make content, just one piece of advice, you know? I, I was lucky enough to work with the F2, who are huge in uh, England. Um, Jeremy Lynch, I was lucky enough to, like, and even um, Billy Wingrove, lucky enough to have moments with them where it was just me and them for, like, 10 minutes. And I was able to extract information from them and like these guys that have been in the game content creating for the last 10 odd years. Mm. And and I was like, oh. And I took on what they said. I didn't even like, I didn't even like, Jeremy said to me, he was like to me, because um, when, we, when we both went out, he's obviously way bigger than me. But I was, more people were stopping me than they were stopping him. And he was like, he was like to me, you've got, you, like, you've got something special out here. He was like, and I was like, yeah, but I've only got like, 200k he was like bro it doesn't matter how many followers you've got like these people they love you they 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 love you he's like you you basically need to and what he said to me is like don't do he said something that stuck with me from my in my in my mind he said to me don't he was like olan what would you do how would you move right now if you had like three million followers on um tiktok and instagram he was like how would you move and i was like probably wouldn't do that, probably wouldn't do that, probably wouldn't be doing this and that. He's like, you need to move like that right now. So I was like, right. So what are some of the things, so, he, so, what, so, so what are some he, of the things that you identify that you would take out? He, he was like, no, for me, it was, it was like, more so with girls and, and moving a bit reckless when I'm out or not even moving reckless but just being a bit not crazy, but just like being all over the place. He was like, how would you move? Like, what would you change? How would you structure yourself if you had, if you knew every single piece of information that you were sending out into the world Yeah, could be used against you in a couple of years time if you get big or whatever? Yeah. How would you move? Yeah. Like, what would you do differently? And I was like, oh shit, yeah. So it's like, be very, very careful because you could go there. Yeah. And then something, something you've done three, four years ago could absolutely ruin you or cancer you or whatever. You don't know. You know what I mean? But you're just navigating through life. It was like, just just, just think about that, how you would move now. And I was like, oh, shit, nah, true. I'll change this and change that, maybe. It's it's funny you say that. I went to um, I went to Portsmouth to, to see my mate Luke, who's, who's a manager for, like, James Smith and people like that. Mm. So he's, he's fucking a high-level, yeah. high-level events guy, um, fucking absolute wizard of a business guy. And he's like, oh, what's your plans, Frankie? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, think, I'm thinking of fucking off back to Australia, to be honest. Like, I want to fuck off back to Australia. He's like, let me tell you something. If you go back to Australia tomorrow, at the time that you're planning on going back to Australia, would you be happy with the activity levels that you put in in the UK and the amount of podcasts that you've done? I'm like, nah. Yeah. And he's like, so do you fucking think then that going back to Australia is the right idea right now? Or do you think you should fucking start getting more podcasts booked in? Yeah. Like, what's your fucking excuse, Frankie? Yeah. Why haven't you got fucking more podcasts booked in? How many you done? I've done four. Well, fucking, why haven't you done eight? Yeah. Why haven't you done twelve? Like, come on, man, level up your game. Yeah. I, I, I left that mean. I booked five podcasts, bro. Yeah. yeah I booked yeah. five straight away yeah. because because it's like because I was I was too busy feeling fucking sorry for myself in terms of like oh this is this is harder now. It's like I was too busy for that yeah. to then to go out and put activity into the world. The difference between you and what you want in life is fucking activity. Yeah. It's activity levels. That's it. You've got, it's co- and a consistency as well. You know, consistency is key. And, and I know it sounds, it sounds cliche and it sounds like you've heard it a million times, but 
I've put out a video on TikTok every day for the last two years. Yeah, you know what I mean. Every, and and I was was I doing it intentionally? No, I was just doing it because I just enjoyed it, and I was like, oh, whatever video, oh, whatever video. But then you, it's like cause you get momentum. You get momentum, and you just like, oh, I'm gonna chuck out this video. I'm gonna chuck out this video. I'm gonna keep chucking out, and it, again, it becomes a habit. It does become a habit after a year or three, four months. But that is that is consistency. Even if I hadn't got to where I am now, and say I was making cooking videos or say I was making videos about um, whatever if I had put out a video on whatever subject it is on TikTok I can guarantee you now if I put out a video on whatever subject it might be lawyer education whatever for two years every single day you're telling me I wouldn't have 100k followers you're telling me I wouldn't have 50k you're telling me one of those videos wouldn't have gone crazy one of those videos wouldn't have gone viral it's again there's different variables and everything but I think again, the one variable that you can control is your activity level is, is your activity level and your attitude is your activity and your and your attitude and and again it goes back to this, the same thing like focus on what you can control and that's why I kind of muted a lot of people because it's like I don't want to be taking inspiration from other people anymore it's like I know enough now I've been in the game long enough. I've done fucking however. I don't need to be taking inspiration from others. I need to be focusing on like myself and creating my, you know, cultivating that style and cultivating what works for me. Yeah. I think I think there's two. I think it gets to a point when you're creating content at any level where you're taking too much inspiration from those around you, mm-hmm. and it starts to take away from actually the stuff that would bang for you because you came up with it yourself. Yeah, right. I'll even I'll even touch on that as well. Like, do I go on the? Because a lot of these people might be on TikTok as well. I don't go on the for you page. Don't look at. It. Yeah. Like when I was when I was starting when I was starting maybe I was scrolling a little bit, but again it goes back to the fact that because I feel that like I'm the content creator, I'm giving out the content. I can't be scrolling on that for like an hour. I'm well, not going to get inspiration from that. It's it's um, see. Jay Alderton looks at it to see what content to make to, to pop to make what pop more. But then I, I'm of a different opinion. I'm of like, well, yeah, but if you look at that, then you're being influenced by what you think will pop and not what you want to create. The only thing that where he might be heading on, especially with TikTok, is the trends, right? So you need yeah. to kind of know the, what's trending because then what I'll do is I'll take a trend and I'll put my own spin on it. Like, <clears throat> I've done one... Yeah, that's probably what he means. Then. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I done one the other day where it was like, she's a 10, but whatever. You know what I mean? And I, and I saw everyone doing that. I was like, right, cool, let me just put something funny on that and put my own spin on it and put it out there. And it did well because it's trending and I've just added my own personality to it. You know what I mean? That's the only thing on TikTok that I will look at and do. Maybe a trend here, a trend there. But how I've built my platform and everybody's different. Yeah, And, and I can't give you something that applies specifically to you because everyone's different. But how I built my platform is not on not on looking on what everyone else is doing or following trends or fit. I done it put specifically on how I'm feeling at that time. And that was me personally, cause I'm, I'm, I'm a personality. So it depends on how you build your platform or how you do it. Where do you get your inspiration from? But that's not to say that I don't get my inspiration from other people because I subconsciously didn't realize, but I like the art of conversation. Like I really enjoy deep conversations or listening to people have deep conversations like I'll put on a podcast Joe Rogan 
for like two to three hours just because I, how he he's mastered the art of conversation, even if it's not <coughs> funny or whatever. <coughs> excuse me, if it's not funny or whatever, he's mastered the art of how to make someone listen to you for like three hours. Do you know how hard that is? Yeah, you know what I mean. So, but, I'm, but I'm, I'm, some most of my podcasts are like an hour forty-five, two yeah, hours. Just, so. That's even even going beyond that. Going beyond the hour, haven't have, to 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 have someone listen to you for that long or to be more engaged in you is takes a certain level of mastery of understanding of keeping the conversation flowing, and and that's what I'm trying to master as well as the funny stuff and all the other stuff. You know what I mean? But that's that's the thing, like with podcasts and that I. There's a lot of podcasts that do question answers, question answers, question answers. The reason I keep this as a conversation and integrate the questions into the into the conversation rather than just being question answer, question answer, and you plan shit is because then that's naturally nicer to listen to and you get more value and it's more it's more real. Mm. It's more real content rather mm. than you can just listen. Bang, bang, bang question. Yeah, mate. It's just it's just like. Otherwise, it's just another fucking business podcast mm. that that, that kind of doesn't really. If I was listening to one, I wouldn't want to listen to that. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah, yeah, and like I said, you do you do what works for you, man, and, and that's that's the that's the biggest thing you can do, and that's the reason why I think, like I said, I respect your content. I love your content. I love what you've been doing. I've been following you for a while, so we followed each other from time back, you know. And, and I like I love the mindset stuff. Not a lot of people are doing. Well, I just wanted people like. I just want people to understand more about you because like you've been on a lot of funny podcasts where you put out a lot of funny stuff. But it's like, you know, what, what work do you put in behind the, behind it? You know, what, what, what reps is Daniel doing? Like, what's he considering? What's he been through? Like, you know, what's it like coming from fucking Luton? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the, what's, what's the, what's the realness behind this? Because I don't think you do podcasts like this. I don't, I I don't, I don't. And people that are listening will probably get, like I said, you're probably getting a different side of me, which is good because, I feel like you need you need to understand all aspects of someone to really take in who they are or take in what worked for them or maybe I told them some story that they didn't know. Oh, Olan did that. Or, oh, okay, he went that. Or, okay, but maybe I can take that 1% that he just said there and apply it to this, you know? So I'm I'm all for that, man. I think you should always, that should, you should always have like different aspects to your personality, man. It's, yeah. It's huge. And it's just, it's just like... It's just being open and, and vulnerably honest with like, okay, well, this this worked for me in my life here and this didn't. It's like, you know, that's, there's a lot of vulnerability in that. I mean, fucking some of the shit that I've talked about on this podcast, mate, like if early days and, and recent times and all that stuff, like, and just what I'm going through and, and that in relation to what I'm doing. Mate, that... There's some power in that vulnerability as well. You have yeah. to, because it's real shit, man. It's like, okay, you know, I'm struggling here right now. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, you know, we we all go through it because, yeah. and with this content game, like you're in, like I'm in, different sides of the game. Obviously, it's like, mate, it's fucking hard yeah. to 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 get up every day to try and kick this can down the road when sometimes it's like, fucking hell, like. You know why am I not? Why am I not getting a hundred k downloads uh, per episode? Yeah, it is the numbers thing. Is is and what? that's and that's, yeah. and that's the biggest thing we look at as content creators is the whole numbers thing. And it's I, I still I still do the whole thing where I'm comparing followers and comparing this guy and like why why the hell did I I'll saw I see a video and I'll be like this guy's got why has this done a million views like this is this is shit content why has this done a million views or like, this is not even funny. Like, I could do this. But, I, but see, see, you know what that is, right? You know, when you say it's shit content, mm. that's shit ego, though. Yeah. Because because it it, it's got a million views because other people's opinions where it's good content, right? 
Exactly, and and that's the whole thing we're getting. And that's what that's the downfall of well, my bad side as a content creator is comparing the views and the followers and and all of that. But really, enjoy, like I'll, I'll get into a moment where I look at someone and then I'll have to like like almost slap myself and say, "Shut up, Dan. You're on your own journey. This is your journey. You're your. You know what I mean? This is you. So what? What else? So what if he's got this amount? This is your journey. You're different to him." You know what I mean, and I have yeah, to, and I have to pull myself back in. You don't know. You you also don't know when you when you're looking from the outside in. You don't know. You know he might have been doing it for four years to hit a million, and yeah. you're at two twenty after two years. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and yeah. and you know how it all compounds and yeah. how it all grows. It's yeah. like you know, you are you are in the in the place for the amount of reps that you've done and the amount of time you've put into your craft. It's as simple as that. Hopefully in fucking three years from now, I'll be in a hell of a lot different position to what I am now. And I fucking should be because of the reps and the, and the effect of my craft, right? Same with you. It's like we have, we, we, we as, we as creators, so to speak, look in too small a time frame. And I think humans in general look in too small a time frame. One quick turnaround. Mate, nothing good ever happens in less than five years. Nothing good. Nothing, not not nothing, nothing, nothing that's not longevity. Nothing that gives you nothing that can give you what me and you are both seeking. Mm. I feel from talking to you on and off the podcast, it's like what me and you are both seeking can't be achieved in less than five years because you're not going to get the fulfillment from it. You're not going to get everything you want out of it. You're not going to be able to create those constant streams of cash flow on the back of doing something you're actually passionate about. Mm. You'll be on TV in another two, three years time. But, but 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 or maybe even next six months. But that's took years to get there. It's, it's just like it's just like a constant thing. Yeah, no, I agree. We we do we do want the short term thing. We do want the the quick turnaround. You know, the after not putting in enough reps. Let me, let me ask you something, right? So, my mate called me out on this the other day. Like these dating apps, like Hinge and that. Mm. Cause you you go on them, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you just you'll swipe through. You, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but board. but he was like, Frankie, fuck that off, man. Like, go everything into this fucking podcast, mate. You're on the verge. You're on the fucking verge of something. Yeah. Like, go everything in. D- do you do you kind of do your mates call you out on that kind of like and like say to you like, do you know what, man? Like, just <clears throat> fully concentrate because I do find that that kind of shit. For- what like women or just just like the, women the, or dating apps? Women dating apps. It all takes attention away from what you're meant to be creating, right? For me, I think, I, and I, it took me a while to realize this. Obviously, after my ex and stuff, um, and maybe I was, I was sort of seeing girls here and there since I've been since I've been doing this content creation thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I realized that I have to be single. Like I have to be, because number one is. I physically can't put in enough time into a relationship right now when I'm trying to when I'm trying to build this this giant, yeah. you know. Uh, and that's where unless a girl can come into my life that will understand that. Listen, man, like this is what I'm creating. This is what I'm going for, and I've got this big I've got this big dream where this is what I'm doing, and I can't stop until my mum's like fifty. Mum, there's fifty grand. Yeah, that's when I'm stopping. That's when I can relax. Until then, this is my grind. Right, and if you understand that, then cool. If not, I'm just have to be single, and that's the, that's the mindset, and that's what I've learned because I've tried to do the other thing where I'm I, I can kind of give something to someone, and I've realised that they just don't they just don't understand that mm. this is what I'm doing. 
Mate, I had, I had, I had. It sounds bad, but it's that's. There was one point in this podcast where I went through like a month or six, five weeks not putting out content in the in the middle of some of this <clears throat> early doors, like thirty five between thirty five and forty five episodes, yeah. something around there. And it was all to do with my headspace because I'd been around this chick and my headspace had gone off. And do you know what I mean? Dramas was happening mm. over here and all this stuff. And it was like, I fucking realised, fuck me, this is sucking the life out of me. Like, I it's need, energy. It's I, energy. I, I need to be careful where I place my, my energy and attention. Like, I would love a nice supportive missus on the back end mm. or like supporting Don't me. get it wrong, it's lovely. Like, that's nice, man. Because then, then it's another thing you don't have to fucking think about. Yeah. Isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's nice to have, like, I'm not being funny. When you're at, when you're, when you're a foreign, foreign geezer in another, per, in, oh yeah, in, you get in, bags in, of attention. In, 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 in a, no, 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 not, not, not that. When you're a foreign guy in a, and someone else, you're, you've walked into someone else's country to build a life. Yeah. It could be fucking lonely. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, what I'm saying. 100%, 100% it gets lonely because you got to think for me, and that's and, and I went through, that's why I went through the depression stage a little bit um, before the whole content creation kicked off. Like when I broke up with my ex, I wouldn't say I was depressed, I would just say like I was down. Um, broke up with my ex, I'd been with her a year in lockdown, right? Um, best friends getting married. I missed it. So, you know what I mean? So, all those three things, break up with my girl. Um, We're in lockdown for like three months. Best friend's about to get married. And I'm just like, right, like, should I just go home? Maybe this is the end for me. Maybe this is a sign that I just need to pack it up and go home. Yeah. You know? So, it's like, those, you can get super lonely because all your day, like, really and truly, like, all your day ones, like, you make friends in Australia and I've made fucking really good mates in Australia through football, which I'm really, really grateful about. But your day ones are from where you grew up. Are from where you are from ends or from Luton or from that's that's my day ones yeah. like ten years deep like day ones yeah. like know me inside out can tell you jokes of me in fucking secondary yeah. school. Like, and you you can't you can't, repl- you can't, you can't replicate that. Yeah, you know. So it does get lonely because it's like when you make those friends in Australia and stuff like that, and yeah, you feel, you build bonds and stuff like that. But I don't think it it will ever be the same as like a day one from back home you know yeah. some people just end up taking their best friend out to Australia with them or something you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that but and that's why when you do find a girl I think you lean on them more yeah because it's like you haven't you've got the lads the lads are there don't get me wrong you've got the boys but that now you've got another person who you actually connect with yeah you know what I mean like you did with the boys or whatever back home yeah, so yeah, now yeah. it's like all right you two can kind of it's always worried me though about settling down in Australia though, because like I think to myself, do I want to? Well, it's not just it's not just do you want to. It's like the uh, like I'm open to like that happening in the future, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'm open. I'm open. I'm not shutting that off. I'm just saying like when for me on a personal level, it's like well, say you got no family network, bro. You got no say like yeah. say like you, it progresses to a point where you get married and then you you have children and that. Yeah. Then what 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 what? Two of the kids' grandparents aren't there. It's like yeah. fucking up. Trying to get my head around yeah. that dynamic yeah. is like fucking mad. It's like your her family's there, but your family's you, you, in the UK. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's that's the whole thing. You know? that, is, that is very true, and I've always I've always thought that to myself. Like I'd want my mum and my brothers and stuff to like be able to see the fam, and I don't want to be flying all the way. You know, that's that's the only. I know, it, you know. I know. I know. It sounds like it's a bit more down the track, but it's 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 like you can't help. But as a as a lad at the kind of age that me and you're going yeah. into, you can't help but think that. You have to think about you it. You don't yeah. want to be fucking single your whole life on the on the train, like or, or 
do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Like it's just kind of a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a difficult one. I've definitely one that I've um I'm going through. But I, then I tend to float towards British chicks as well in in Australia, which is weird, isn't it? I think it's because. What about you? Yeah. Similar or not really? I, um, you, look, I. Yeah, look. I've had a hell of a career, mate. I'll tell you. <laughs> Over the years, so, uh, three hundred caps, you know. Nah, 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 it's it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, around seasoned pro. Nah, mate. I've, I've um, yeah, I've had a few scenarios in my time, but <laughs> I, I like. Yeah, I like. There's. Yeah, it depends. What kind of what what kind of part of 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 the season I'm in, yeah. depending on where, where you're going. But look, look, I will say this though: with with in because British chicks have such good banter. Like that's that's why that's why I love I love how British girls because like they 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 just get like I I because we're brought up having I don't know about you but I have a filthy sense of humor yeah so yeah, I yeah. say the most inappropriate shit yeah, yeah, to yeah. people um and they take it offensively like you like you like you're tr- like some women can take in Australia can take it offensively like you're trying to like sexualize them or something yeah, like, like or you're but, trying but, to like but 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 trying to offend them or something but, but, or like that but but, like, but, gross, but, but, banter, but it's like you know what I mean like I remember when I first went out to Australia and I was on this I was like on the, I was, thought I was the boy and all that and I just called some bird sugar tits right oh, God. And, and it's just that, that to me is just banter bro that's yeah just, yeah just banter. But, in but, Australia but, but 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 she came at me bro like she wanted to row like <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like hang on a minute I didn't expect to get my double jab out in Broadbeach do you know what I mean like, you know what I mean? yeah. like it's crazy yeah nah I think I remember when I said something I said something on a night out to two birds from they were from Manly. Have you heard of Manly? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like Northern Beaches area, and they were like sitting on our table or something. And I said something to to them, and they got super offended. But I said something jokey, like they were like both friends. And I said, "Oh, like I said something jokey, thirty ba- like battery," and they both lost at me. And I was like, "Bro, you lot can fuck off." Like, <laughs> I'm like, it's not that deep, bro. What are you crying about? Like, it's yeah. a joke. And the, and, the, and even the lads were like, "Oh, mate, well, sorry, mate. They're just they're just like that." And I was like, "It's not even that deep." But I'm you like, have to you have to be you have to be so careful how because because in because and and Aussie girls, if you're listening to this, just list just lock your ears in on this. Yeah. England is a competitive marketplace, so we have to hit at pace yeah. and be f- and be funny and oh, it, yeah. uh, on point and you have to it's right. such a competitive marketplace you have to go in you got you to go to, in you have or, to go you have to go in 100 miles not 100 miles now but you got to go in 100% with confidence and banter and and authenticity and all that kind of stuff you like and and even when you got all that working you can still get rejected massively 100%. and you still got to get up and you've got to do it again you, you got to go again and again rejection but we so, move yeah yeah and, 100% and that's why like oh oh I remember being in the gym in the Gold Coast right oh you approach in the gym in the gym that's, that's dangerous man. But, but, but the thing is you'd approach you, it, you say that it's dangerous, right? But, I could never but, do in the gym, but yeah. yeah, yeah, you'd have done in the gym here. <laughs> <laughs> in the gym, like the most I'll do is like I'll give her that like, in the gym. In the, in the gym, I'll like give her the look or whatever, and then that's about it. Because gym's hard, one bro. It is hard. It is. You're moving, but gym's you're extra, especially hard in Australia. Yeah, because it's a lifestyle. But yeah, like they're not actually there for mandem. Like they're not there. <laughs> mandem. They're not there. <laughs> 
they're not they're not there to find yeah, yeah, a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the UK one, you might find a and girl it, that's like there posy. Uh, the uh, Australian one, they're there for that summer bod. Like they're there. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they're not, they don't give a fuck about men in the, yeah. in, in, in the Australian gym. <laughs> See, imagine this then. So I've just arrived. I've been there like I'm like four weeks, and I oh, full on like hit hit this the hottest chick in the gym. I full on just hit her at pace, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and she fucking looked at me, and she's like that's confidence. And, and she's she she. I'm still I'm still like the closest chick these days, and she just always reminds me about how how much pace I hit. Right? <laughs> What'd you say to her? Oh man, I can't even say it on the podcast. <laughs> I can't. It's it's just, it's just like, I honestly it's so it was so so much. Did you pull? Did you pull? No, no, no bro. No, I probably, <laughs> bro, honestly, even I cringe at how much pace I hit her with. Like, seriously, mate, I no, I, I, tor- I literally torch myself. Oh, I torch that's myself. Funny, man. But that's 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 the thing. See, I I I hit that at so much pace, and I still can talk about it because of how much a learning lesson that was. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you got to do. You got to have you these. Know, you got you've got to learn. You you live and you give, learn. Give me an example of some times when you've been taken completely out of context in Australia. Well, we'll go for we'll go for that time where the, the, I told you about those those two girls in um in man in man well, was it, well I was in Sinaloa or whatever and then they 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 kicked off and I said something to them but I can't remember what I said it was something about I think it was about them two like I was like oh you two look like you'd be like a hot couple like something like that like they were uh, that, that is mild bro that's what I'm saying but something like them about them being like a couple mm. or something and they were like that's disgusting. Like who do you think you are? This, that, and that, and I was like, there is, there is, there is, there is, there is a little bit of the, the of the um of the of the tall poppy thing that goes on in Australia, tall, you know, tall poppy syndrome, where the, where they, where you know where people can climb on climb on climb on that little bus. But mate, I've uh, I've I've got myself in some serious yeah, I trouble. Can, I can imagine you, have, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine you. Because I've got zero filter yeah. sometimes, and I can't. It, I can't help myself sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes you know, I, I've, I've even got this thing. I'm trying to get, teach myself out of it, yeah. right? I've even got this thing, right, where I, where I know something I say is going to be outlandish, and, and I still, still, <laughs> still can't help you myself. You got it in your head. You're like, yeah. you know what? Ah, just bang, just yeah. comes out. Nah. Yeah, I try. You know what? I I try to remain because I always give advice on like how to talk to girls and like how to approach girls and all that kind of stuff but is this the advice you give online you mean yeah like, I've seen I, some tr- of this, I, yeah. Try, I try to I, people educate? want some so yeah, I'm just, yeah, I don't yeah. know why I'm like right, cool whatever but like for me it's all it's all come naturally but th- to be fair like people say oh Ola I'm like where'd you get all this knowledge from <laughs> knowledge <laughs> where'd you get all this knowledge about women from I'm like bro honestly comes from being friend zoned a lot mate so yeah when you get friend zoned what you gotta do you got you got to adapt. You got to adapt, but what do you do, man? You got to listen to the woman. Like when you when you like back in the day, you used to get friends on all the time. But what I, what happened? What I'm lucky now is because like now I can actually listen to a woman talking, like taking what she's talking about, yeah, and then apply it, and then all right, cool, like she likes this, she likes that. Whereas I feel like if you're a good looking guy and you all, your whole life and you've never really had to spit game on a woman, like you know, you never really listen to her. You don't really know what she likes. I still, it still, it still makes me laugh how how some men 
think that they they are they are there to fix a woman's problem when oh. all she wants you to do is just listen. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and there's yeah. men out there. It's so true. It's there's, like, there's men out there with their 90% of men get their toolbox out and start trying to go and fix shit. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, bro, yeah. bro, bro, she just wants to be heard. Yeah, just, yeah. Just let, just let mate, her be heard. She's like, fucking venting to you. She's, vent, she's <laughs> venting. All she, all she wants you to do, mate, just sit there and listen. And, 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 you're, out, and you're out there trying to fix shit. Yeah, I'm like, like, bro, you should do this and do that and do that. No, no, just flipping listen to you learn this in your apprenticeship in England. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> Do you know facts, what I mean? Facts, facts, facts. Fucking facts, funny. Facts. Fucking no, funny, that's, man. That's, um, that's what but, I but, 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 because I had, Australia was the first place that I'd, the furthest place from obviously home port mm. that I'd ever been before. So mm. the, I just didn't realize that a bit at the time, obviously when I, when I was <laughs> in that situation in that first month, it, that's when I kind of learned, I was like, this is a different, this is a different it's arena. A different, it's a different so you game. got, you got to play a different, you got to play a different game. So yeah, it's kind of, you kind of learn a lot about yourself in that environment, but mate, fuck it. In. Mate, I never thought we'd get into this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good, man. Yeah. I've, I've enjoyed it. But mate, Let's just. Uh, I want to finish it. I want to finish it with this because I think you got a lot of knowledge and a lot of learnings in your mind. But uh, if there was, if there was like, mate, if you check out the planet tomorrow, right, yeah. and you can't take none of it with you, none of none of the stuff, but you can just leave a fucking massive pearl of wisdom on the on the next gen in terms of like what you you know what 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 pearl of wisdom would you leave to the next gen in terms of like words. What I would say, yeah, like what, 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 like if you if you had to just leave one piece of golden advice or got learning something that you, something that that something that would would change your life and and the trajectory of it by imparting it in yourself, what would it be? I think it is um, for me again. It goes it goes back to football, but I always say like like learn learn the art of rejection and then just keep going. Know what I mean? So if you learn, if you learn how to get rejected and keep pushing and keep doing you and keep, regardless of the results, regardless of if you've moved forward or backwards, yeah, I feel like whatsoever you do in life, eventually, not eventually, will come to pass, but you will see a crack. You know what I mean? You will break through eventually if you can withstand all that rejection. You know what I mean? And that's and that's what football's taught me. That's what that's how I that's how I look at life. That's how I apply myself still to this day you know so even with women <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it <laughs> mate uh, honestly honestly that's how it ended that's it mate honestly I love this podcast mate yeah, I love I, lo- been, I, lo- been, I, lo- I loved it it's we, been a pleasure man it's been, mate it's been it's been sick having you on me and Olan are going to fucking um, me and Dan are going to fucking Nando's now yeah. and we're going to do a comparison Australian Nando's to English Nando's yeah so we're going to see how that goes. But guys, do me a solid favor. Yeah? If you like this podcast, drop it in a mate's ears, share it with your friends, share it on Instagram. All the, all the love helps us. Drop me in, drop me in Olan uh, a message. I'll tag him. Olan Techers on Instagram. I'll tag yeah. him and all the content as well. Like it's mad, mad guy, mad vibes doing some sick stuff and Thanks, behind all the banter and all that stuff like is a serious guy that's just doing serious things and f- I just want to say mate I'm really proud of your growth in Australia because it's been man. fucking sick to watch honestly you, and uh, guys much love tune in turn on let's go don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee podcast